Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome to your life. It's your daily devotional of my ramblings and thoughts, and you're welcome. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, actually, uh, I've been up for a while now, at least two hours. And uh, I was just sitting here thinking, how many people look like they're regular, look like they're happy, and they're just not. They're completely miserable. And you deal with them on a regular basis. How many people do you know who are just low-key depressed or um, have such huge, deep feelings of unworthiness and they just, uh, you know, they're just not happy people um, and yet you deal with them? whether it's a coworker or a relative or even just somebody that's waiting on you at Walgreens. You know what I mean? Like how often do you cross paths with people who put on the veneer of uh, happiness and they're not at all? You know, I was thinking, uh, then that led me to thinking about Prince because I'm a huge Prince fan. And most people of a certain age really, um, uh, have a deep love for Prince music and it's inexplicable like I couldn't explain it if I when I try to explain to younger people why I love Prince I can't explain it because as an adult I look at his music and I realize this was a deeply deeply dysfunctional and sad human being if you listen to his lyrics even the happy sounding songs are depressing 1999 is about the end of the world. And uh, what's grimmer than that? You know, it's like this whole song is just super fatalistic. You know, the lyrics were weird. So like there's a part of uh, when doves cry and he's singing animals strike curious poses. What does that mean? What, you know, is that squirrel like, hmm, what's happening over there? Like, it's just bizarre. Like, why... <laughs> Why would you? I don't understand that. But so that's a bizarre lyric, but it's not super fatalistic. Some of the other stuff is just like, you know, we're going to die anyway, or you're going to die. I would die for you. You know, he was very grim and he was so musically talented and just so unlike anybody else that I didn't even notice. I didn't even really. And I did spend a lot of time reading lyric sheets as a kid it's something I really miss albums used to come with lyric sheets and I would read the lyrics um and so I don't know I just he was so fiery and and passionate and super sex obsessed and nobody looked like him and I know he was little but you know at 11 or 12 I just thought he was he could have been six feet I wouldn't have known the difference and I mean, I just thought he was amazing. And he had a grip over certainly me and all my friends. There was nobody else. I mean, we were begging our parents to buy us tickets and his shows were wildly inappropriate. I wasn't really allowed to pursue that till I got into high school. And I was barely in high school when I saw Purple Rain and went to the Purple Rain tour. Um, but it, it was unstoppable at that point. I think I just would have had to sneak out or do something crazy to get there. But I wound up going with my family, so it was okay. 
But the, the tour before that, he was just like in bikini draws on the bed or something. And like my friend's parents let them go. I was like, yeah, that was going to be a tough sell in the Culp household. They're not really going to go for that. <laughs> a little man in his underwear rolling around on a bed. Uh, Mr. Culp wouldn't have gone for that. Nah. So uh, I knew not to even try. But I did uh, manage to to get to go to Purple Rain. So I don't know. But if you listen to his lyrics, they're not only strange, but they're very fatalistic. I mean, he was really a depressed sounding guy. And I don't know. It's taken me, what, 40 years to notice. (laughs) I've noticed, but I, I, I think the thing that I never fully... So to find out that he was secretly on cocaine secretly uh, miserable and who else knows he was a super Gemini who else knows what else was going on it could have been anything uh, that he kept a secret I don't know but um, uh, he just wasn't a happy person and I have a feeling all the wealth and the fame and the adoration didn't help him I think it only made it worse because he was probably very very lonely and being famous is not the cure to anything. It really isn't. If you want to, uh, if you need more stories of validation for that point, watch Amy, which is a very, very good documentary. Uh, it's the best documentary I think I've ever seen. Um, and it's about Amy Winehouse. And basically, I believe she would still be alive if she never got famous. That When I finished the movie and I, I rented it and I watched it like three times before I had to, you know, you know, stop before it was expired. You know, uh, I watched it. I rewatched it. And then I watched it again before, you know, the rental period was up and I could not believe how amazingly talented she was and but how fragile she was and it's your parents you get who you get and her parents just didn't understand how to put a protective coating around her and her dad was driving her to go back out on tour when she died you know and touring was stressful and she had some other health issues and some mental issues and it just it just shouldn't have happened like that and if your parents are on your payroll, which is what you learn from Whitney Houston, that documentary, and Amy Winehouse, if your parents are on your payroll, they're not, even no matter how old you are, uh, they're not going to be as instinctively protective as they could be or should be, in my opinion, because they need the money. They bought a big house, too. They got bills, too. And they're counting on you. And uh, it's just terrifying. So I actually would recommend documentaries, Amy um, and uh, I think I think it's called Can I Be Me by Whitney Houston or Whitney. Either there's two very good documentaries about her and her life and her family and her drug abuse and. Uh, if you're interested in what her sex life may have been, but she clearly wanted to be with Bobby, but probably should have just tried to be in a relationship with the woman that loved her more than anything in the world. Um, 
and have sex with boys on the side and just let this woman take care of her because she was probably the only one that was fiercely devoted to Whitney and not Whitney's money. And I don't know. I watched a lot of documentaries and I feel comfortable with that assessment. So those are are three very good documentaries, two on Whitney Houston, one on Amy Winehouse. I wish there was a good one on Prince. I really do. And maybe that's in the works. But I've watched a lot of those kind of stars type shows. What's no, what's that channel? Not stars, reels. Um, they hire very poor actors to pretend to be Prince, but I get the gist that he was a lonely cat. And I guess I'm saying all that to say it's holiday season during a pandemic, during a kind of fucked up year. A lot of really weird things have happened. And I recognize that not everybody's going to be happy. And there are going to be people smiling and grinning at you on the Zoom or wherever you see them. And they're not happy at all because Christmas is depressing for them normally. Um, And so Christmas in a year like this may just be taking people to their mental break points. So just be aware that everybody who's smiling and grinning is not happy and everybody who, you know, is saying things uh, that sound loving and nice aren't actually loving and nice people. (laughs) You got to pay attention. Um, And it's okay to not be okay at this time. You know, this has been a hard, hard year. And I'm just getting the feeling that people are about to take the next two weeks and get hammered. Not just this regular drinking they've been doing all year because they've been in isolation, in and out and all. I mean, like, yay, the year's almost over. Boo, Christmas, I can't really do it the way I want to, but I can buy up a ton of liquor. Because I noticed in the beginning of the uh, shutdown, like, lots of uh, women, for sure, and men, actually. I saw both men and women, you know unabashedly stocking the cart with liquor. And now I feel like I'm going to see a resurgence of that, but worse because people really feel some kind of way around the holidays. So take care of yourselves mentally and physically. Try not to overdo it. Um, You know, I do think it's a good time to reflect. You don't want to leave a year like this unexamined. There's some shit that happened that you need to to think about. Um, You need to prepare yourselves in different ways for the things that li- that life can bring to you. No one was prepared to have the whole economy shut down, but uh, it happened. So you have to figure out how to be flexible and pivot. And if it means getting a new job or a new spouse or getting out of a bad relationship and getting a good, re- healthy relationship, changing your relationship with yourself, whatever it is, starting a business, whatever, figure it out. You don't want to leave 2020 without having some life lessons, I feel. Um, my meditation and spiritual game is greatly, greatly improved, um, because without meditation, fasting and prayer, I would not have made it through this year being able to smile at all. This was a tough year. Yes, I'm grateful to be able to work from home. I do the kind of work that lends itself easily to working from home. Um, I, it was great. I allow me to get caught up on my sleep and energy. You know, you don't realize how getting up every day, uh, especially with a job that's that's taxing and demanding anyway, you don't realize how draining it is to do that. And it was nice. It was great to get caught up. But there, it wasn't a year without challenges. I had plenty of those. So, you know, 
you just have to find ways to um, make sure you're taking care of yourself and just find the good in everything. And don't leave this year without some lessons that you take with you and go forward, because this is a year that you should grow from. Right. You're not just going through it. You're growing through it. So you have to evolve. You know, evolution is necessary and you have to pivot. So enough with that lecture. Um, But yeah, that's what I was thinking about. And, you know, I'm in my feelings on Friday. And can you believe it? Christmas is like next week. I am. I've been so busy and so immersed in work and uh, working on my company, uh, looking at uh, doing doing some changes within my organization (laughs) because, you know, Sometimes people let you know they don't really want to be a part of what you're trying to do. And then you have to look at them and be like, "Okay, well, what do you want? And if those things don't sync up, basically, I might have to fire some people. (laughs) So, you know, like I said, bosses, everybody wants to be a boss. You got to do the stuff people uh, don't really want to do. Then you then you don't want to be a boss. You want to be something else. Then you a soldier. I'm just a soldier. No, you ain't no soldier. You said you was a boss. So now let's do boss things. You know, I'm flexing a little bit, but I've earned it. All right. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Please lean into it. Please relax because Christmas is next week and it won't be like it was, you know, last year or years prior for sure. But you know what? I kind of dig it. Uh, I like I was born to be socially distant and I kind of dig it and I'm not ashamed. (laughs) Plus, whatever's less work for me. Amen. Okay. So have a wonderful weekend. Please be safe. Please be careful. Please, you know, try to avoid getting together in big ass groups. I know you want to just don't do it. Wash your hands, wear your masks. Uh, You ain't getting no uh, vaccine no time soon. You know, plus, you know, you don't want to be the first one to get it anyway. What if it, it, it seems like it came together way too fast for my comfort. So just stay smart. Stay safe. You know, get out here and, you know, be your best. Take care. So you know they gotta have it, can't give it free Gotta charge your feet, make believe it's needed by an automatic uh, All eyes on me, gotta sacrifice time and privacy Me and Papa about to play hide and seek Go steal a Royce Royce fan and driving streets So, now the money's in play, keep a hundred in case Feeling sly, wanna buy the whole place Now the honey's in the days, the haters constipated Looking funny in the face, wait He expressed a sense of taste, he moving too fast He seeks success as pace, uh, Smith and Wesson just in case Lunatics, loser, gotta keep my family safe, Hey. So now you got the fame, now they know your name, but you swear you never changed, huh? But that was all vain, cause now they know your name and now that is all changed, uh. I'll find a cow, I'm on a St. Thomas Aquinas until Judas Rooster with the pirates. Accusing Zeus of defiance, trying to knock him off his feet cause he beat the highest. But my mystique's messiah, supreme ethereal being, I'm pleading peace and quiet. 
I beseech the liars who can't reach the pyre I'm gonna meet the fire But we need the needle cause We love the fame We need the drug We need the fix We need the buzz I'm a fiend it seems I need it cause uh. It's the fame machine I can feel it in my veins Taking over it's changing me the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine. Like Chris Brown pissed at his old dame The fame being the reason your whole soul changed But when your fandom cheers You're shining that light like a chandelier Can you tame the beast? Should I know I can, man I came to feast in a Porsche With suicide doors Parked in me winehouse But do I die for? Huh. Truly I'm foreign It's all bad apples like fruit And I'm orange Machine. 